I'll come back. 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 Lurking about your channel server for the past week, Ooh. here and there. Oh well, okay. are you seeing some strange things? I have posted memes. I will admit it. Okay. Are you seeing... This is a good place. To... All right. Wow. Oh Fun. fuck! Is it time? I'm gonna do it. I'm. It is past I'm, time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the thing. Five, four, three, two, cut. Hello and welcome to the Barcast where Flam and Waterford is late every week. I fucking love you, Flam. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your bartenders for this evening are a non-pencil. Enigmatic Otaku. Hey. Fucking. There you go. Not Flam and Milk. Ravage. Do what? Maybe Flaminorfer? No, I was just joking. I timed that wrong. <laughs> My name's Flutterpriest, and this week we have a very, very special guest. Um, I hate to inflate our guest's ego by chance, but they are quite a prolific club author, and author in general. We've brought them on because they are one of Fimfic's current great stars. We have Cosmonaut. Hello! For those who are tuning in for the very first time, hello and welcome from the Inner Sphere. Um, we are a community-oriented podcast where you politely regress community guests. We politely ask them on, you ask guests, and we make them miserable for up to two hours. If you want to catch the previous episodes, what? You said politely regress, and I'm not, I'm not over it. <laughs> We're going to regress our guests. Okay, this is getting kinky in a hurry. Damn. Shit, man. <laughs> we... Man, that completely broke my flow. I'm Man, <laughs> to be fair, I did that to you during the rules, so it's, it's my just desserts. Just deserts. Um, if you want to catch up on previous episodes, such as interviewing John Delancey, Andrea Lindman, uh, Dusty Cat, and many more of the MLP fandom, be sure to check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and anywhere else you digest podcast-related material. We are also streaming live on Twitch right now, which the lovely and non-pencils watching our chat. Pencil, where questions we don't ask our guest? Sorry, as you might know, our guest is actually okay with the lewd today, so feel free to ask that question. Um, but we would ask that you don't ask questions that are too personal about where this person lives, what their actual name is, what their job is, stuff like that. You know, just don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking dick. You guys know this by now. Please don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> anyway, we... Oh. Anyway, we have... Drinking word today. Please tell that, us the drinking word and how does it work? That is correct. Literally, anytime you hear the word today, literary, be sure to take a nice, healthy, responsible drink. I know it's a holiday weekend for you Americans out there. Yes, I said it. Uh, but please drink responsibly. We don't want to send someone to the hospital again. Anytime you hear literary, please take a healthy, responsible drink. Um, with that in mind, I think we are all set and ready for questions. Did I miss anything, anyone? Um, no, I think, I think we actually were competent people for a change, like, somehow today. 
Somehow. Good, because last week I messed everything up. So let's just jump straight into it. For those who may not have heard you heard of you before, Cosmonaut, let's do a very gentle introduction. Oh. Uh, who are you, and what do you do in the fandom? Uh, I'm Cosmo. I've been around since like 2011 when the fandom started taking off on the uh, on the comics and cartoons board on 4chan. Um, kind of, I kind of ignored it. I'll be honest. When I first saw it, for like the first. 10 episodes, I was like, what is this pony nonsense? And then I got into the show because I had that same attitude about a cartoon called Wakfu, which I also kind of dismissed, but then found out that just by watching it, I could like it because it was pretty fun. And that's how I got into that. So I ended up doing some fan fiction starting out, I want to say for the first couple years. And then I added drawing. I got myself a drawing tablet and I was uh, drawing and writing ever since. Sweet. Now then, uh, up next, how did you, uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, how did you get into the fandom, per se? You talked a little bit how you got into the show, but, like, what brought you into this den of miscreants? I want to say it was a bit, I think, after season one ended, where you have that lull of there's really not much to do, and you know that season two is on the horizon. So to fill that void of, instead of just endlessly rewatching the uh, episodes, I started creating content based off of it because I liked it so much. And I haven't done writing like that in a few years until I got into this. So that's where that came from. Cool. Now, we talked about how you got into the fandom. What is keeping you here? What what in the fandom particularly holds you down and decides, you know what, I am I am what they call uh, <laughs> a horse fucker, if you will. Um, wow. Is it the, wow. the, the, is it the, uh, the art, the, the music, the, the community co- conventions? What keeps you here? I guess it's um, a sort of morbid anticipation of what the next thing is going to be. Is sort of like uh, holding myself, just oh god, what's what's this going to happen? What is this G five going to be? But I want to say what's what else is like really primarily holding me here is just that I still enjoy like the content. You know, it's really visually appealing. They're fun to write for, and even though it's slowed down somewhat, there's still stuff happening you can like look at and appreciate, take part of. So I'd say those two things are sort of what's been keeping me around, along with the. Uh, well, I've got nothing better to do, kind of attitude, like coming up from the rear, I suppose. That's fair. I also love coming. Yeah. Um, from the rear? Yeah. Don't don't judge me. He keeps readers coming back for more. Why do you Ha ha, semen jokes, jizz, splooge, yay. We are literary geniuses. We're not even ten minutes in. Yep. How? <laughs> uh, hell? That's how we're going. <laughs> um, Good. Up next, uh, then we're we're on this precipice now where G five is on its way. G four is pretty much out the door and or done with. Um, what do we as a community need to do to keep our sort of fandom relevant and strong? Uh, I mean, you just keep on producing content for it. 
I suppose. Like you don't have to jump over to G five and make fan out of those characters if you don't like them or want to like look at them. I mean that's what I think. It's all a matter of just keeping in touch and keeping things uh I don't know, I guess flowing is the way to put it. The content will flow. Yeah. And last but not least, the final question we've got for you before we head over to the thread, we've got who is best pony? Who's the best out of all of them? Out of all of them. You must choose. We will judge you now. The rest will be killed horribly. Yes. The rest will be killed horribly. Oh, man. Well, I mean, the best is far none. It's Rainbow Dash, of course. Big choice. You know, it's been a while since we've had somebody actually answer that. De- defend your potentially incorrect opinion. <laughs> I mean, she's blue. Fast. Walks on clouds. Is a Wonderbolt. Saved the world I don't know how many times. She's brash. She's got no class. She knows it. She doesn't give a crap. And she is also in lesbians. Uh, yeah. I guess she is also in lesbians. I suppose I would come inside. <laughs> but she's she's fun. She's just so much fun to like when she interacts with everyone else. She's, uh, especially in the earlier season, she's been such a little stobby little, like, brat sometimes. And I, I think that's fun. That's endearing. Like, you don't see that many, um, or you didn't before MLP. A lot of characters like her that were just straight up rude sometimes and really brash to their friends. And aren't, like, some sort of, like, antagonist, you know? Yeah. You know? Like, you didn't really see that much, or I didn't see that much of that in, like, that kind of show. Like, that kind of character. Who, like, who would be uh, that lovable asshole who's just sort of like, yeah, you know, our other friend is kind of being a drag. Like, can we just ditch her? She sucks. (laughs) She also destroyed a factory to get rid of a tortoise. You wouldn't see that in Strawberry Shortcake. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Can you imagine if we did? Can you fucking imagine what that would be? We don't have to. It already exists. We've got bitch pudding from uh, Robot Chicken. My God, I, I can absolutely imagine the fan fiction that would pour out from that too. <laughs> that's that's exactly what the world needs more of: strawberry shortcake fan fiction. Absolutely don't, not. Don't 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 don't. I'll commission it. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> that cartoon was airing around the same time first season came out, and it was just so banal compared to like the what came afterwards. Oh yeah. All right, up next, we've got uh, actually a question from the chat. Uh, Cyberdrake out in the Twitch chat asks, would you loot an original changeling? Absolutely not. Bugs are gross. Aw, you don't <laughs> want the chitin rubbing gently up no. and down your tickets? No, there's food <laughs> and they're gross and they hiss and they bite. And... Well, I mean, that, some of that sounds pretty fucking hot. What makes also And they've got those those buggy eyes. You can't really get an idea. Also, most insects only reproduce with sperm packets. Well, I mean, that means at least you're not going to impregnate her. I mean, to be fair, that might not be everyone's fetish. You know, not impregnating. Some people might be in impregnation fetish. Some people, some some people out there might be into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
But no, I would not into a bug. Like I can't abide by those bugs. No way. Are you worried of getting some sort of bug disease? I mean, I don't know. Bugs have bitten me before, and I've been concerned about getting diseases in real life. So who knows what those giant ones can do? We don't know. It, it, it's not. It, it, I mean, it's not just the bugs. It's also the crabs you got to worry about. Yeah. So they and, so they can give me the suck. And they're falling apart. They're full of holes. Freeze, who gave me the idea of a species of changelings that are based off crabs. Good. <laughs> Crablings? Yes, the crablings. I love it. Like oh, there's going to be crab ponies. Hold on. There's going to be crab my little ponies. Uh, there definitely is. Let me look at some strange white suit ponies. Hold up. Hold up. You guys can go ahead. I, I need to look at this. <laughs> All right. Now then, we're going to go into RK Striker JK5, who is up next. Uh, number one, what is your favorite non MLP franchise? Oh, my favorite non-MLP franchise. Um, that's very broad. That could be cartoons, comics, or movies. Correct. In that sense. We want hmm. to know the real you, Cosmo. Oh my god. Uh, see. I really liked Gravity Falls. I'm not yeah, sure if that would be... Good. You're in good company. Maybe that would be my favorite, because I can't think of a bad episode of that show when I think of it. Like, even the kind of, like, mundane ones when they're falling down the hole. Like, that was still fun. I think every single what, one what, of was great. What is your Gravity Falls OTP? I don't have one. I didn't really think about that, uh, those characters in that way, I suppose. Only, only you have that enigma, because you're fucking awful. That's actually not Zipper and Pacifica, we're supposed to get together at the end, goddammit. No, I like to get to me. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> Have you I found, done any... I found, I found crab ponies. I found them. There are two oh. things. Oh, oh, good. Good, thank you. If you look, if you, if you look behind the counter, you will, you will see. <laughs> Share them. Do it. Show them on the screen. Do it. Like now. Please. Happy okay. to help everyone. Yeah, HP Lovecraft would lose his mind if you saw that. I also found this image. I I don't fully understand what it is, but I just here here you go, everyone. This is also what I found. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this needs this needs to be cover art for a story. Mm, head crabs. Where it, it, the 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 title is Rarity has crabs. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you need some sort of chance to get rid of these. Well, now we've done this. Thank you for, thank you, dear guest, for letting me experience crab ponies. All right, nope. we're... God. All right, <laughs> trying to trying to pull this back on the rails because I'm gobstopped. How how were the Soya's capsules? Huh? That that's the next question. How is the S O Y U Z Soyuz capsules? What does that mean? I have no fucking clue. I'm gonna look that up. I, gonna... I, this is my job now, uh... just to look shit up. Um, the Soyuz capsule is a oh. Russian thing. Oh, they're the Russian spacecraft capsules. Yeah. Oh yeah, I only use that one time to get to Mer, and I've been docked ever since. So you're into docking. Got it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm docking yeah. there. It's M-I-R. It's great. I got a six-pack of beer, potato chips. 
I'm set. Hell yes, Mr. Spaceman. <laughs> Up next, we have Muggany asking literally no questions. Thank you, Muggany, for your input. Thanks, uh, Muggany. <laughs> Glim Master is up next, which number one says, Space! Mm, was there a question mark at the end of it? Yes. yes. Oh. Hmm. Well, I would say cold, dark, not very windy. Uh, sometimes very bright when a comet passes by. But other than that, I have no uh, complaints. I've got a helmet. I'm going to... Space is just the absence of stuff. True. Objectively correct. Number two, how do you make the worst pony become the best pony? I don't know if that's possible. Uh, you'd have to do like a major overhaul. You know, got to fix up the face, got to fix up the mane, the tail. Um, probably the voice too. I don't know. We don't know how the voice is going to be, but that's a lot of work to make it the best. Jeez. Well, maybe a miracle worker could figure it out. Speaking of miracle workers, assuming you like movies with the setting located on space, what is your favorite one? And why is it Interstellar? <laughs> it is not Interstellar. No. Good. We will, we will fight you, dear mm. Glim. We will fight you. Yeah, Interstellar was mediocre at uh. best. I would say you can safely discount any kind of movie that tries to blend science and emotion and have it try to make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Interstellar and A Wrinkle in Time both do that, and they're both ridiculous in that sense. Like, <laughs> love is not a fuel. Wrinkle in Time <laughs> is also a, a horrible bastardization of the books, which are nothing like that, but that's fine. Yes. I know. It's just that I, I watched the film. I did not... Sit down and read the book. You poor sweet babies, but oh god, the books aren't even great books, but they're nothing like that. So I would assume so. Not even close. Like not as bad an adaptation as Tuck Everlasting, but fucking close. And I I fucking love the Ender's Game book, but that movie was a fucking travesty. I saw that movie in the theater. Oh. How'd you how'd you do with it? Uh I kind of got it like earlier than the movie told me. And I was like, cool. oh yeah, this is like a kid's movie. Then you gotta wait for it too, and isn't that fun? Yeah, then you're like, all right, when are they gonna get to the point where he's gonna it's gonna reveal the twist? And then it happened, and I was uh, unimpressed, I would say. But it was alright. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. I'd say the best thing I've ever seen, though, uh, probably still holds up is Alien. Yep. Alien's yep. a classic. Can't beat yes. it. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's done so realistically. The lighting is great. The stakes are high. And it's just a fun movie to watch, even if you like, you don't like slashers. Everything else about it is just great. Mm. Hot take. Alien is better than Aliens. Uh, I could see how that could be a hot take. But in, they're the same franchise, but I'd say they're just two different genres of movie in that same franchise. I don't oh, like yeah, comparing I agree. them. I, I don't like comparing them because they're so different. Totally. Yeah. What? One is action, one is horror suspense. Like, they're two very different movies. One and feels more like Predator, honestly, yeah. which is fine. I love Predator. Yeah, same. Predator's great. So like then what's, what's Alien 3? Alien 3 is... <laughs> the answer oh. is a travesty. 
Lord yeah. Cosmo, do you, do you happen to like Alien 3? You're welcome to. Uh, Alien, <laughs> Alien 3 is uh, on the shelf, not to be opened. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could have sworn I just heard a chest burster right now, a little high squeak. Oh, no. Talking movies, and I just watched uh, freaking... Uh, uh, Oh, what's the one with the uh, the little dwarfs that kidnap a kid and they're running through time? Uh, time bandits. I love. And just remind. And you're saying, yeah, uh, number three is on the shelf and nobody touches it. And I'm just thinking of the end of that movie. It's evil. Don't touch it. Huh? Oh, boom. <laughs> I, I, okay, this shows what terrible of a person I am because when you're talking about the dwarves that steal the children, I immediately went. If you're talking about Chronicles of Narnia, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, shit. There's no dwarves in. I know, I know, I know. Uh, let's okay. let's pay attention to our guests. We're gonna move on. Yeah, guests. we're gonna move on. Thank number you. four. Number four. What superpower would you like to have? Oh, superpower. Um, total invisibility. He's just great. What would you use it for? Anything I want. <laughs> That is the um, correct answer. I think the, my the top secret priority, ingredient is crime. I'd be sneaking into so many movie theaters free of <laughs> charge. So you can save so much money and get the theater experience just hanging around. I have to bring an invisible chair, though, because these movies are getting long. It's true. Or, it's or you true. just sneak into one of those uh, movies that has, like, the heated seats and they deliver alcohol to your chair and shit. Oh, yeah, but you have to pay $80 to go. Get a ticket for one of those. What? No, like, no, like, like thirty bucks max. Like, not a problem. Oh, there's there was one that closed down near me that charged eighty dollars for ticket, and oh, you got cool. like a a personal waiter and a lounge to yourself. Um, no, nah, this is this is not quite so good, but you know, yeah. it's still cool. But I never went to that theater and it closed down, so no skin off okay. my nose. So it's clearly your fault. Oh. Probably. <laughs> All right. Up next, number five. During your life, did you sit down on your chair and ask yourself, why do I like this colorful equins? Well, yeah, I did that once. I think after the first season had ended, I, I could not bring myself to watch the intro. I had to skip it. I was like, oh, God, if I'm going to watch this shit, I'm not going to watch the intro. It's <laughs> It's way too... Way too girly. But after it ended, I was like, all right, so why did I like this show? And in retrospect, it's mostly because the characters are strong. Um, visually, it's really appealing. And the plots of the episodes, while a lot of them are like a little rote, the writing was great. The way they all interacted with each other, the jokes, the gags. It was just really fun. And it was very, like, um, honest. Like, it wasn't... A lot of cartoons nowadays, they have this really um, self-aware, sometimes even like cynical quality to them, where they like they wink at the camera all the time to like justify what they're doing or the joke they're making. It's just like, uh, we get it. Yeah, Non-patronizing is what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. That's a lot of what I think a lot of people liked about that show, is uh, for that reason. Mm. All right, next question. Glenn, I don't know why you keep asking this question, but okay, here we go. <laughs> I think it's because it makes our guests uncomfortable. Here we go. 
A very eccentric man is sitting in a couch, inside of a couch. Great. He is on a TV show, and everyone assumes that it's his job to provide laughter. His face is covered with the most refined makeup, and the man has a big smile on his face. A person sitting on the left side of the happy man asks him a question that made the man's smile fade away. However, despite not having a smile anymore, he answers the question furiously. What answer do you think he said? I just got this now. You got it for the first time just now, Priest? Yes, I'm stupid. Okay, so what what did the man say that made the other man frown? What do you think his answer was to, to the question yeah. that you don't know? It bas- basically, do you, do you want the spoiler? Do you want the spoiler to what, what just happened? I mean, I can answer it. Uh, I'll get my best guess. Go for it, Matt. So I think he said that traps aren't gay. So. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's a better one than what actually happened in the plot of Joker. <laughs> Anyway. Yep, I've finally gotten it. You get what you fucking deserve, I guess. As soon as you said man with immaculately painted makeup, I'm thinking, this can't be Joker. There's no way. It absolutely is. They're absolutely describing a scene from Joker because because why not? That's the way our fan base is. Okay. That went right over my head. I wasn't even thinking about that movie. We we inhabit a village. I'm proud proud of you. So you're doing great. (laughs) The, the the everyone assumes that it's his job to provide laughter was the part that I finally got it. Um, anyway, uh, next set of questions from Arconic. So, without further ado, Enigma, you're up. Uh, give me a second to open up the thing. You're wow, so bad God. at this! I, I, I spend all this time to make sure that you get to ask some questions. Priest, you shit. Be right back. Phone it, just, it just says he left it intentionally blank. Thank Ta-da! you, Enigma, for your time and effort. Moving on. <laughs> Alex underscores up next. He says, unfortunately, I won't be around this weekend to watch live, but I hope you guys have a good stream. Here's your questions. Number one, what is the largest animal you think you can entirely eat in one sitting? Oh. In one sitting? Yes. Hmm. A wild boar. Holy fuck, that's I ridiculous. can handle that. Have you ever eaten boar meat? Yeah, it's great. I know I love it, but like that's a lot. That's very fatty. Like you can do it? Um, maybe not an adult one. <laughs> you gotta ah. get like a suckling pig. Got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> baby baby boar. It's still a wild boar, it still counts. I can eat the whole thing though. I can, like, if I can kill off a slab of ribs, I can probably do the whole thing. Yeah. Baby, baby boar sounds like a PBS kids character. It does. <laughs> or like a um, one of the Tiny Toons characters. It'll be like our version of Peppa Pig. <laughs> well, uh, no, thank you. I really don't want to think about eating Peppa Pig and everything that that entails. And Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Oh my god. We're what moving on. Na- what do you think her name is? Priest? Peppa. All right, so not not Pepper. Okay. Number two, do you have any funny stories about falls? <laughs> funny stories about falls? Yes, Alex wants to hear about your falls. Yep, oh. do you have any fun stories about your testicles throughout your <laughs> uh, history, youth, or adult life? Uh, I do not have any funny ball-related anecdotes. 
that I can provide. I'm sorry. Yeah, They've mostly just been kept in my pants for most of the time. <laughs> and what never even had a football hit him. Wow, you're very lucky. Yeah. What about, what about your friends? Have you ever witnessed an epic nutting? And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean that in the getting hit in the nuts with something. But I mean, you can also tell us about an epic nutting if that's what you prefer. Epic um, nutting. Epic nutting. I mean, I too go to Derpy Buru, but let's let our guests talk. I don't, I, I don't really have anything that comes to mind. Well, I mean, yeah. I know it's happened to my friends. I just haven't been there for it. Mm. See, what has to happen now is if, if I ever see you at a con or something, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to like come up to you and be like, hi. And then I'm going to like pants to mime about to like punch you in the balls. So you get scared. I'll be like, there, now you've got a story. And I'll just walk away. And that's, that's the <laughs> only interaction we will have. Yeah, that would make for a good story. Well, there you go. There you go. Up next, what is better, hot weather or cold weather? Well, it's better. Which is better? Well, they've got their pros and cons, but I'm partial to cold weather. Yes, I, this is the this is the correct answer because the big thing is when it's when it's cold, you can put on clothes. When when it's hot, what are you supposed to do? Like peel off your skin? It it, it you yeah. can only get so naked. Exactly. And then when you're out of clothes, then you're like, all right, well, I'm still sweating. I'm still dying out here. I need water to drink. Yeah, this sucks. Can't escape the sun. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I had a coworker who, uh, let's just say he really liked turning the heat way the fuck up in the middle of summer. And we kept telling him, dude, just bring another fucking jacket. And he kept refusing to. Don't know why. He made more money than most of us there. But yeah, heater, full blast in the middle of fucking summer, we're dying in that kitchen. Speaking of dying, mm. up next, what is the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? <laughs> uh, the worst thing I've ever had in my mouth? Yes. Yeah. I had, uh, I had gotten a salad from a Greek joint uh, near my house. And I went in there, opened up the salad. It was like to go, so I just picked it up. I uh, took a big bite out of it, and then I felt something in my mouth that had legs, and I spat it out, and there was a black tarantula that was among the leaves of the salad. A just tarantula? Sort of, just sort of skittering. It was just like trying to run away from the bowl. A tarantula? Like a whole yeah. ass tarantula? I thought it would be a roach. And not like a giant yeah. tarantula, but it, it was like about, a, about the size of your thumb, I would say. Jesus. But he was in there. I don't know how he got in there, but he was uh, he was at the top of the salad when I took my first bite. Oof. So, yeah. Definitely the worst thing I've had in there. Just be glad you didn't spear him and eat him. Between <sighs> a couple of leaves, have a little spider sandwich, and mm, crunchy. Yeah, did I know. You, <laughs> did you, like, tell the staff? Because that seems like a big deal to have spider salads. Yeah, I told the manager who I was friends with, because I didn't want to cause like an uproar. I was like, dude, you got spiders in your salads. You gotta, like, I don't know what's going on with your leaf supply. But you gotta get that shit sorted out, bro. How did you react to, like, bro, you got spiders in your salad? How did you react to that? <laughs> he thought I was joking. And then, like, I showed him the tarantula. And I was like, see, he's still in the bowl. He was like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> bro, you gotta get your leaves under control. Yeah. <laughs> I watched, I watched you to imagine the scenario where you're eating a girl out and then a spider comes out of there into your mouth. 
tell you, I stopped eating salad after that for like a <laughs> few <Yeah>. years. <laughs> wow, like, that's pe- the reason. People aren't going to double check their leaves. I'm like, I'm not going to eat your salads, okay? <laughs> All right. Up next, we have questions from Muggany. Uh, Rab, would you like to ask these? These seem like fun. Muggany? Muggany, yep. we're going back up the list a little bit. Uh, right oh. Right striker, JK5. Okay. Um, yeah, let me refresh my page because I'm still seeing nothing there. There we go. All right. So from Muggany says, Senpai, is that you? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. Oh. Senpai, what are you doing, Blushes? Uh. <laughs> what? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It gets better. It does. There's still more. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's yes! still more. <laughs> oh my god! Senpai here in the middle of the forest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Senpai. Will it hurt? Um, uh, I mean, it is a bear trap. You want to be careful. So, we are in the middle of a forest. Anything for you, Senpai. All right, I'll just keep an eye out for bears. They're around here somewhere. And lastly, how your day, Senpai? And not a question, it's a statement. Oh, oh I don't have to answer that then. There's no question mark. LAUGHTER <laughs> like you you can stay (laughs) (laughs) okay up next we have questions from bendy who has his priorities in life sorted out very well Mm. number one can a pony ever grow big enough um yeah there's there's an upper limit i think once you're about to tear across uh reality itself yeah you kind of uh kind of lost me there a bit but too big. Can't can't appreciate that. <laughs> no, no Gurren Logan sized ponies. I don't know what that means. Oh no, it's 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 the animatedness that just exhibit itself. It's fine. You're fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just so, shit. As far as pony growth, I gotta ask. Yeah. It, 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 is is it just like giant ponies, or is it big belly ponies, or like which which or both? It's the process of getting there, really. I think, uh-huh. uh, you know, growth in general is what's fun. I just, like, I, I like. Oh, you cut out there for a sec, was it? So, like, and then you said, so, like, at the same time as me. So, I was like, oh, no, he's just going to go on. Okay, excellent. Oh, I know I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Uh, ponies growing big. Uh, bellies yeah. or whole pony. Uh, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, or either or. It's, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you got to choose, if you got to choose, you want you want the belly, you want the big old belly pony, or you want like the giant building size pony. Um, the whole thing, and totally. maybe not building size, maybe half that size. So uh, like, I've, I've got a sweet spot, and it's not gigantic. What? Okay, what is your sweet spot? What? What is? What is the ideal size for my not little pony? 
uh, two to three stories tall. I was like 15, 20 feet, something like that. Hmm. You want Clifford the big... You you want Clifford the big red dog side? Now that Clifford's gigantic. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think he's even bigger than that. That's what I remember from the cartoon. I really remember Clifford that well. I know that he was big and red and a dog. Clifford was only like two stories tall in some cases. Was he really? They were not consistent with his height. I remember him being bafflingly enormous. I was like, how can anyone take Are this part seriously? Are you remembering the cartoon or the books? I remember reading the cartoon. It was Emily and Elizabeth's love that made him grow. Oh. See, now that I think about it, it, now that I think about it, that sounds like a dirty euphemism. I mean, oh, like, but I'm like taking a look at like the size of this dog compared to a child. So let's take a look at this. This is Clifford compared, compared to a child. So is this about the right size? Well, and you just said uh, they weren't consistent with the size. Maybe some days she loved him, and some days she loved him less. <laughs> That's dark. That's dark as fuck. Better she just doesn't like cleaning up his shit. <laughs> I love his big doofy face. Um, yeah, Clifford's size was never really that consistent. If we're having uh, multiple like Clifford's in our heads, mm. so. Like, I don't know if we can agree on this one. Welcome to the Clifford continuum. We need to we need to break all the inconsistencies and plot holes. Uh, how did we get into this Clifford conundrum in the first place? Why did the government? Why did the government never go after Clifford? It's a literary mystery. We were talking of Big Pony. That is how we got to Big Doggo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, big is great. I like Big. Big is awesome. Big well, ponies has... for sex. It's it's oh, a it's yeah. a. Just How does fun. one? I, okay, I have to ask. This is this is a genuine question because I've seen people have the big pony fetish before, and I have to ask. How, without using most of body pleasure, giant pony? How? Yeah, uh, with excellent jokes and humor. Good, good, good job. Excellent answer. <laughs> I guess and I just need to go seek out, like, giant porn or something. I guess all, alternate answer is um, up to the shoulder, and you can just sort of parse what that means. Is that, is that, a, is that enough? Is that enough to get in there, or you just got to, like, grab the clit with both hands and, like... Oh, you were talking off. about a female. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I caught you off guard there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Good job. <laughs> now I'm just see, now I'm just imagining somebody like, oh, I got, I got a pleasure my male pony. Guess I'll bounce him with my entire fist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a bit of a follow up quest- question. You said up to the shoulder. Is that starting from the fingertip or from the toes? Um, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking of the fingertips. But you raise an okay. excellent point there. <laughs> just go in there up your shoulders like like you're going for a wade in the pond or something. Yeah, yeah. like you just you just you be like your slug. Dude, uh, dude, get this. You could talk out their ass for them. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, what was that drinking word again, Cosmo? Uh, literary. Today we are all literary geniuses for all of it. Oh, yeah. if you sounded your entire body inside of them and they came, it would be like a cannon. 
Well, it depends on how tight you were in there. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, if they've sounded a lot, they might have, like, stretched that little pee hole out, man. I don't want to think about that. Oh, you're talking about male punk. Oh, now you don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing today. Excellent. Which, which pony of Generation 5 would you like to see grow really big? Uh, I, I haven't really been looking at them too closely because, I don't know, they all kind of look similar to me. Like, uh, I couldn't really pick them out of a crowd. Um, I have to actually look up a picture. What are their names oh. again? Um, oh, fuck, fuck it's shit, final. asshole. Izzy, uh... I remember Izzy, yeah. Twizzy, Fizzy. Busy. Busy, Fizzy. Um, Inky, Blinky. Izzy, get busy. Twizzy. Oh. Clyde. No one's looking this up. We're just, we're just get, we've just given up. It's fine. Uh, the dude's name is Haycart. I remember because Coffee fucking hates him. So um, like the white one, <laughs> the the purple one, the orange one. With the smug ass grin, I know that one. Yeah. Uh, the, the pink one, one with like, the, the white brownie. One. Oh, that one. It, the the, the prissy one. The, yeah. The, the Kim yeah. Jong pony. No. no. Not not that one. Not that one. Yeah, I think she's she's cute. Yeah. I don't know really know about. I haven't actually heard any um, clips or anything. I haven't watched any of the trailers or teasers. Uh, well, you you are you are brave. Um, I'm actually kind of liking some of the teasers, but I'm still I'm still hesitant. All, we'll have to see how it goes. All um, we know is that Twilight failed. Yeah, I, I don't like that aspect of the show and the fact that they have their cell phones. I mean, they're gonna be staring at their phones all the time. I, they used to call us on their cell phones. Like, they really could have ditched the cell phones. But, you know, what have you. We'll see how the show pans out. Exactly kind of where I'm at. Speaking of calling, I think I'm going to call on a non-pencil for these next uh -huh. ones, because they're yours. Okay, cool. Let me, let me stop sounding like a drunken idiot for, for a moment. Or not. <laughs> So I have some questions for you. Shoot. What would you whisper into a vagina? <laughs> I would I would lean over and gently whisper, Mayday, Mayday, the Germans are here. Mayday, Mayday. Lol. And um, what what would it whisper back? Um, I was thinking of like a submarine siren. <laughs> like just going what? off. Dive, dive. <laughs> We're yeah, taking on water. If a yeah. vagina starts screaming dive, dive at you, you gotta put that shit in fast. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and then we're jumping into the ocean. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, not again. Well, I mean, so if, what... if you're saying the vagina is a submarine, what you're telling me is it really wants to be full of semen. Uh, absolutely. The nail on the head. You know, if you call the clitoris Red October, it'd be the hunt for Red October. Yeah, that's that's that that's the, Enigma. The clip can uh, be found. Well, wait, not by Enigma. I'm sorry. Enigma, Enigma. Red October is a code word that us like female body types use for a period. So we're not going to call our clitoris that. Just just putting that out there, honey cakes. We also Besides, call if you got a whole month so dedicated know. to that, I would be sincerely worried. Hey, with some birth control, that is a possibility. Oof. Now you know. Anyway, I have another question for our guest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's not about birth control. 
No. My question is, why muscular women? Oh, uh, why them? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's um, as long as they're not like like incredible Hulk sized. I think that's a good part of someone who's taking care of the body. They're healthy. Um, I don't know. It's this is gonna sound silly, but they are fun to draw. Like a um, like drawing muscles on somebody because you draw someone who's very thin. It's just like a lot of straight lines, and there's really nothing to it. But you know, you can draw like curves. Like it's a lot of, a lot of curves and rounds and circles, stuff like that. It is more interesting to draw. And now, do you draw a lot of muscular ponies? And if so, where do you post them? And if um, so, links. I do not uh, draw that many muscular ponies. I don't think they look that great when you put like real uh, muscle anatomy on a cute well, My Little Pony. It's and, and, well, um... anth anthro ponies, though. Oh. Um... Yeah, they look they look okay, I think. Like again, I don't like going incredible Hulk huge. You know, that's just looks kind of silly to me. Now I say this because your recent story list uh consists in large part of very muscular looking ladies. So is there a reason you've kind of gravitated towards that more as of late writing wise? Well, just bouncing in back and forth between like what I'm interested in. It's also something that uh if you don't see it yourself like scouring through things it's like oh i could just make this and someone else is also scouring will probably find it and uh enjoy it so you're saying be the change you want to see in the be world. be the change you want to see in the world you know wow. it's like there's a lot of things that i wanted to have drawn for me like 10 years ago but i didn't have like the money to do commissions or to get commissions really all the time it's like uh if i just learn how to do it i can make all this stuff for myself anyway Understand that I've I've done similar things for that reason. Have you found it rewarding? Yeah, I think the biggest hurdle though is you've got to get over that initial um, frustration of I want something to look like it's how it is in my head, but I can't do it right now. Kind of attitude. Yeah, and that a lot of people can get hung up on that and will just quit because it's not happening fast enough. But... Like what? What advice do you have for those people who like they want to draw the thing because maybe they don't have the money for the commissions or maybe they have a really clear idea in their head? Uh, what, do you, what advice do you have for those people who might be nervous about giving it a shot? Hmm. I would say a good piece of advice is don't worry uh, yet about finalizing a picture. Like if you're not that great at what you're doing, focus on making sketches. Like do lots and lots of sketches and study, study with a guide. Uh, having something on hand to look at while you're doing it. A little bit of guidance. Because if you get hung up on like, oh, I'm going to make every picture I do a finished picture. But you're not there yet in terms of the skill level. Like, you'll put hours into a picture and it'll still look kind of crappy. And if you focus on doing the uh, the quick and heavy work beforehand, in a couple of years, you might be able to do that sort of stuff. Or you'll be able to make a great finished picture. Because you've got the the baseline down. That's what I'll say. Um, we, have, we have another artist um, in our little group here, and that's Rav. Um, Rav, would you say that this is pretty true to your experience, too? Very much so, yes. Actually, painfully so. Because I, I used to go to the library and pick out books. I used to uh, ask for certain books and, like, 
you know, just stuff over the years for like birthday or, or holiday or whatever. And I also used to print off a lot of my references too. So I would always have something on hand to look at. Yeah, that's definitely the way you want to go about it because you can't just draw from imagination. It's always good to use a reference because mm -hmm. it's uh Oh yeah, no, and I I'm actually better drawing not from imagination. Like I'll get the initial idea, but yeah. after a while you don't it's not even what was in your imagination anymore because you'll hit that point where what you saw in your imagination might be, you know, what you wanted to draw. But I've had a couple of things I've imagined that have just, you know, they're just kind of flat and boring. But if I just allow my creative skill to just, you know, fucking go for it, yeah. I've come out with much better pieces just drawing what I knew. Right. And, you know, you got to learn one thing at a time. You know, mm -hmm. you don't you don't start doing like um, you draw on humans and then you're like, all right, I'm going to draw like um, dinosaur skeletons. And it's like, all right, you've got to go from one thing to the other. You know, maybe do some specific body part first. Maybe do this first and do this first and then do this next. Because it's very yeah. easy to go into something and like, I'm going to do the whole thing. It's like, no, you can you can start with like the torso and then like the legs, how the legs connect to the arms. And I mean, the, the torso and feet and then hands. Hands are a bitch, but, you yeah. know, you got to learn I how to do them. I will argue that feet are so much worse. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. They don't have that many more um, variations compared to hands and fingers, too. They're kind of just in that one same spot all the time. No, or, but you know, for one thing, you can always look at your hands versus with your feet. Yeah, you can look at them, but they're your feet. If you're yeah. drawing someone who does not have your feet, it's much harder to decide how you want to make it narrower or wider or longer or uh -huh. stubbier or whatever. It's so much easier to just trace the bones in your hand and be like, okay, this should be narrower than that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll, give you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. It's, um, it is tricky. I haven't really done it that much myself. So I know what it's like to try and just be like, how the fuck do feet work? And I'll put that on the shelf for another day. Well, and one thing, one piece of advice that I would give anybody that you don't have to start out with like a digital tablet. I mean, if that's the way you want to go, save up for it. You're going to need it. But start with sketches. Even if you're just sketching out an idea, sketch out your ideas because then you can go back to them later when you're better and pull out and be like, oh, that looks like crap. I remember what I wanted to do with it. Let's do this. You know, I pull from my old ideas all the fucking time. Absolutely. And that's where I started out. I did not start out on a sketchbook. I actually started out with a very cheap drawing tablet. And oh, nice. it it was nice at first, but it was kind of a crutch because of I leaned heavily onto the stabilizers. Mm. So I was drawing like slow motion for a while because I didn't have the uh the the, the discipline to make good circles or good lines. Oh, dude, then... I've never been able to make good circles. I have specific tools in my uh, uh in my program that i have the stabilizer turned almost all the way up because i want smooth lines mm. yeah and i've never been able to draw a perfect circle <laughs> never uh, i had a great opportunity with a, a previous job where i had uh, essentially eight hours to myself every day uh uninterrupted and i brought a sketchbook 
and that's all I did. I did circles, lines, squares, shapes, uh, figure drawings here and there. Nice. And that definitely does help. I'll say that if you can find the time to just sit down and do the basic stuff, go ahead and do it because you'll train your hand to be way better at what you're doing. Uh, well, no, go I, ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think that actually is true in writing as well. In that you got you got to train yourself, and that means writing a lot of shit before you write something good, and reading a lot of shit. Yeah, and reading a lot of good things, but also reading really shitty things can make you a better writer. It absolutely can. Yeah, like if you're uh... <laughs> sorry. No, no, by all means, go ahead, please. Like if you're reading a book where, like, um, like I'll I'll do on Dan Brown a little bit. Uh, sometimes the um. Dan Brown will use a stupid literary device in his rate, like your writings and his um in his novels that don't seem to make sense. Or it's like you can like parse it really quickly and go, All right, he's using this as a crutch. This is dumb. Like any normal character would be able to spot this and go, Hey, um, why am I not reacting to this in the way that I should? It's oh, because it's a crutch. And uh the author is writing you in such a way that you are essentially broken. And you see that a lot with like writing nowadays, especially in films. Like screenwriting and scripts have just gone like down the shitter. If I'm being perfectly honest. It's uh, I will agree with you. It's a it's a damn shame. And it seems like people who are getting these jobs, they don't really know how to write compelling um stories. Like the dialogue is okay, but even that, it's like why is that line in the movie? So kind of situations. I would argue that it's maybe not necessarily the fault of the writer, but necessarily the force of a larger entity over top of them trying to make sure that their text is accessible. And so in in the process, like people are stripping away the things that made, made it special to the writer in order to make it more appealing to a general audience, which is usually a much more common, um, I won't say cardinal sin, but, it's what ha- it happens. True, and I think um, like like writing fan fiction, like especially for this show, is um, very easy and accessible because you have so many well-defined characters in a very well-defined settings, and they all have very distinct personalities, and you can just pick them and put them in your situation, and it's very easy to write how they'd react to it because they have these strong personalities and their characters. So I think that's what um, a lot of people, they pick up the pencil or they get the typewriter, the typewriter, the, get on the keyboard, and they just make these stories happen. It's really easy to do so. And that's how I felt when I first started. It's like, wow, they're really easy to write for these characters. Well, and that's cool. a fun contrast to uh, writing versus drawing. With drawing, you capture a <laughs> moment, and you can tell a story in a single picture. Mm-hmm. But with writing, you can create an entire world between your first and last letter. Yeah, that's true. And having done both, like, uh, over the course of a decade, I would say it's sort of what you're in the mood for that day. It's like, do you want to get an image out there that covers everything you want? Or do you want, is this not going to be sufficient? And you want to be able to tell a story, like, really uh, intricately, where a picture wouldn't suffice for... I don't know. It's fun like, to combine the yeah. two, honestly. It's I a lot of work to combine the two. Uh, you're talking about making a comic? 
No, not necessarily. You can, but also, and it's in a position I'm fortunate enough to be in, is that usually for a lot of my larger stories, certain scenes where I'll describe it out, but I'll be able to commission an actual picture of the scene too, just to, and place it within in the middle of the story. That's something I've always enjoyed doing when I've been able to. So I think it further helps the immersion. That's just only my opinion, though. No one seemed to complain, regardless when I've done it. Yeah, no, I love no picture books. <laughs> yeah, and it's I, not entirely uncommon. Like I don't know if you remember very well some of like um like old novels. Um, mm-hmm. Rodal had this a lot, where Rodal would have like uh, little uh, illustrated bits in every once in a while in his books, so you can get an idea of what the Cheshire Cat looks like. Uh, what you know, what the characters all look like, stuff like that, and they weren't intrusive. They were like black and white sketches, but you got the point. You know, they were there as like a a visual addendum to each chapter or so, and I always appreciated that. I wish more books did that. A lot of books that come out these days, it's like uh, they don't have any shred of uh, illustration in them, which you know you could you can put something. Here and there, I just read a really good novel recently by a um, conservationist named Jim Corbett, who was dispatched by the uh, British India to kill some man-eating leopards, and that man has some illustrations in his book, and it was uh, really eye-opening to get an idea of what these characters look like and what they were dealing with. Wow, that's sweet. Hey, hey Paris, do you know what time it is? Add time. It is it is mid-cast time. Yay! Yeah. Hey, Pencil. Hey, what? We raise money. Yeah, 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 we do. That's, we do. That's right. But I don't know what money? for. Oh, damn it. Well, we raise money to help support horses at Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. It is a sanctuary in central California or so, and they take in horses that have been displaced by um, either cause of land or abuse, and they take care of them, nurse them back to health, help give them forever homes, or keep them on site and take care of them for the rest of their days. And we have a horse we sponsor named Lil Bit, who is a miniature horse. And uh, all of our money that we raise through donations goes straight to Lil' Bit. We do not use it for hookers and blow. We give it to the horse for them to buy hookers and blow. Sure. Yeah. So how could they donate, Priest? Well, it's real simple. First of all, there's obviously always the option that you can go and donate to them directly yourself. But that's dumb. Instead, donate to our Patreon, where you can get sweet bonuses, like being able to see secret, secret things on our Discord server. And that have being, them. It's true. And being able to join us on game nights when we do game nights once a month. Not game nights. It's also that. But, um, and also you can donate by donating bits on Twitch when we're live. The way you donate bits is by hitting the little diamond and you can watch a little ad on Twitch that gives you free bits. And those bits can then be donated in our chat and we'll read out the highest bit donator every week. In fact, I think we have a pretty strong bit donator this week, isn't that right? That's right. Right now, our top bit donator is CyberDrake777, who's donated 5,000 bits to horses. Thank you. My God, it's so much money. Thank you so much. Um, but without further ado, let's jump back into the action, because Rav has questions. Rav, do you want to take these? 
Sure, why not? All right. Hit me. Yeah. Are you sure you're ready? Uh, I'm ready for anything. <laughs> he says that now. Yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> What's a question that you wish people would ask you? It's a, hmm. It's an interesting question. <laughs> That's not one I really think about all that often. Um, I would say, what books are you reading? Because people mm. don't really talk about books that much uh, that often these days. It really feels like a dying medium, even though people keep publishing them. And there's a lot to appreciate about books. Mm. And, you know, I think that's why I like Twilight so much. It's like second best. Then, what books are you reading? Um, I'm reading a couple of novels by David Wong. Uh, they're really odd novels, but they're very entertaining. It's like horror comedy. I'm interested. Um, yeah, uh, I'm reading his second book in his little trilogy. Uh, the first one is called John Dies at the End, and the second one is called This Book is Full of Spiders. Uh, I know the first one, not the second. Yeah, the first one was adapted into a feature film by Don Coscarelli, who was the director of the Phantasm movies. Mm. Interesting. Mm. And the uh, movie for John Dies at the End was pretty great. Uh, I, I honestly really enjoyed it. It was. It was uh, surprisingly like fun to watch, and I think it had a great cast for all the characters. I got Paul Giamatti was like perfect for that role. Oh yeah. And but the books are even better. Like honestly, I think both of those books that I just mentioned would make for great like HBO miniseries. You know, just get all that shit in the books into visual form. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I think I wish people would ask me more about what I'm reading these days because I do still read. And I wish I could actually bring myself to read more often. <laughs> Twilight would disapprove. <laughs> well, I mean, most of what I read is off of fan fiction, so probably not the best goal to read more. <laughs> All right. So, if you could be any size at all, what would it be, and how big would your significant other be? Oh, interesting. Mm, oh, man. Um, I'd probably be up at the uh, 25 feet, I would say, and mm. significant other maybe like 35 feet, I think would be funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just walk down Main Street like, <laughs> I don't know, Goliath waiting for David or some shit. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu is just like, wait here for me. Oh, God. No, it's more like you're telling her, here, hold my beer. <laughs> like, listen, you're 10 feet bigger. You do all the heavy lifting, all right? <laughs> you can handle it. I think that would be fun. Because, like, you're, you're still able to fit in some buildings, but you're not, like, in danger of crushing people, like, all the time. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of what loses me when you get past, like, um, I want to say 50, 50 feet plus, is that you're just, everything is too small, you're going to break something, and it's not or really someone. that. Yeah. And for me, like, creatively, it's not that interesting when you're, like, approaching, you know, gigantic, like, continent sizes. It's like, what do you do, you know? It's like, you're going to have a picture of, like, 
the curvature of the earth and spaces in the background. What what else can you do? Mm. You know, there's more interactivity with like the lower sizes, but still big. I think that's why I sort of like that sweet spot area that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Because you can just do more things, you know, you get smaller character reactions, uh, fun shenanigans with like stuff that normally wouldn't be a problem. Right. You know, and good you get good photos, like not photos, good pictures out of that kind of thing, good scenarios that you can write or draw. That would make for some entertaining content, I think. Right. Yeah, no, I mean what do pe what do the people around you matter when they're smaller than ants? Yeah, that's that's the the whole thing. Like you'll have a um like a zoom in zoom in magnification of like dots and they're like next to a giant hairs. I'm like, oh that's great. You know, it's really easy to draw. <laughs> right. I suppose. <laughs> but... Okay. Well, that kind of sort of ties in with the next one. Uh, uh, if you were the protag of a displaced fic, what would it be about and who would you be? Well, what's a displaced fic? Oh, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, okay. my fucking Christ. I, I'm so sorry oh, what no. you're about to find out. <laughs> so there is a genre of fiction out there where basically the idea is that you go to like a convention or it's Halloween and you are dressed up as something and then oh no magical portal shenanigans happen you're an equestrian now and you are the thing you dressed up as <laughs> oh really yep. wasn't there a Superman you, story you like to, that you went to a convention dressed as Goku now you're Goku but your mind in Goku's body and in Equestria. Wow. Hmm. Have you heard of wish fulfillment? Because it's this. Okay. Well, I don't think I can give that answer a proper answer, I suppose. Sorry. Mm. No, that's fine. It just means you haven't been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Corrupted? Corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just know too little about the scenario to give you it was an more, answer. What would you want to be accidentally put into Equestria in the body of as far as superheroes or other characters? Okay, because like the, like the whole idea of me being at a con dressed as like something ridiculous and then going to... <laughs> oh god, can you that. imagine? Just imagine this. You went to a con dr uh, jokingly dressed as a Teletubby. You are now a Teletubby oh. in Equestria. <laughs> I, I want I want to dress up as Poe and then I'll go to a <laughs> and then I'll go to Equestria and I'll be Poe, but then they'll see me as a god and then they'll establish a land for me called Poland. Where where, where, where is where is Severus Snape in all this? Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Thank oh, you for reminding me that there is porn out there between Snape and the Teletubbies. Thank you for that reminder, Frank. <laughs> I didn't know that, and now I do. What the Thank hell? Thank you, hey, Winky. Hey, you a reading of it? We literally did a reading of it, and it's on YouTube. Oh, I, I missed that one. <laughs> oh, shit. You should stay away from it. Of, it, of, it's of the thing. things to miss, that, that is the correct thing to miss. All oh, right. God, isn't it, though? All right. It doesn't get better from here. Have oh, you ever released a foot fetish or porn video, and where can your fans find it? I have not done either of that. <laughs> Are you sure? I am positive. 
I mean, that um, roofie you had a while ago isn't bringing whoa, any bells. Whoa, <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Whoa, I'm whoa, kidding. Come on. <laughs> no, how, about, how about you fucking don't? Right, also, right. Now, now there is a, a post to it in behind the counter if Cosmo wants to feel masochistic today. <laughs> All right. Uh. Oh God! Yeah, there's the video. Yep. <laughs> I think the only uh, Harry Potter fanfic I ever read was Harry Potter. Oh, it looks like a small pile of smoldering ash. Which I is... don't know this one. Is this one worth us reading? Um, it's in video form. Ooh. It's definitely worth watching together if you've got the chance. Well, thank uh, you. I'll we'll share. keep that in mind. That's please one of do. my favorites. Please, please do. We have a Harry Potter fan in our midst, so <laughs> that will be handy. And Rav, you are on the question about gore clops. So I am. Find it. Yep, there you oh, no, go. No, 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 no. I was just debating for a second. All right. Do you write gore clop or snuffles because cute ponies? No, I don't like either of those things. <laughs> Let's see. That's I the did... right answer. I did write something that was like uh, for Halloween, I think several years ago. Uh, really gross crossover fic that mm. it was like ponies and thing, like the, yes, the thing. Yes. We were no, we were talking about this before you got here. We were actually talking about this literally before you arrived. We love thing pony. We love the thing pony. So oh. I got very excited when I saw you did a crossover with the Carpenters, the thing. Yeah, I just like one of those things where I was like, uh-huh. I was just doing it to challenge myself. I was like, what can I do a crossover of that would be kind of crazy? Oh, I'll do the thing, and then I'll do Jumanji, and it'll be funny. And well, I did both well, of those. Well, you know, as a fellow channel, I'm sure you're aware of Thing Pony and what she looks like. Uh, what it looks like at any given time. Yes, exactly. But what her adorable wonderfulness? Have you have you seen her? I have seen pictures of her. I that character does not appeal to me that much Aww, compared to other OC. I, I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> and she um, can make so many holes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean she's she's she is pretty. I just don't love her. So who is your strange waifu then? You gotta pick one. Oh, um Welcome to the Strange Waifu thread. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in I'm in the Discord server for that. Oh Yay! so am I. So let's say I guess one of the snake ones. I do like the snake ones. Ooh, yeah, like, snake ones like are nice. One of the, like the Lamia ponies or or is it just actual snake pony? Um Yeah, in, in general, I like them. Like most of them. They're all fun. It's just it's just a funny thing for it to be like combination uh snake and <laughs> pony. Right. Uh, there is, there are a couple of uh, Pony Lamia stories out there, actually. Yeah. Um, I haven't written any, although I have drawn some pictures. I did cover art for one of them that I really liked. Ooh, feel free to share. We'd love to show it off. Uh, certainly. I'm curious, um, actually. And while you uh, look, um, I'm sure yes. Rav can ask you some of your favorite things, which is a perfect segue. So there you go. All right. Favorite MILF. Dash's mom has got it going on. Right? Yeah. You gotta so. love enthusiastic consent. She's fun, <laughs> she's sporty, she's wearing a blazer. 
the oh. first Dash's mother we've actually got out of that question, though. Most people tend to go towards, uh, 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 oh, God, velvet. What, what is... Twilight yeah, Velvet. Yeah, Velvet. Twilight Velvet, yeah. We did get another one. I don't remember who it was, though. Sunburst's mom? Uh, yes, Stellar Flare. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, mm. with the princesses count at this point? Well, I mean, uh, somebody said Cadence, actually. Oh, this is true. Yeah, like they have—they have to have the offspring out of their loins. They have to open up their vaginas and squirt out a child. So yes, flapping, <laughs> flapping Pope in the chat says uh, Cadence is best milk. Mm, I mean, as long as you put her in the trash can where she belongs, I'll agree with you. Damn harsh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving kind of on the same direction, favorite non-pony. Silverstream. Ooh, good choice. She's cute. She's she's uh, very excitable. She reminds me of, I guess, based or off of the character from the movie. But I really like oh, her. Oh, uh, Star Swirl? Or no, um, sorry. No, uh, the, the pirate. Pirate? That was Captain Cilantro. Yeah. What in the fuck? Um... God damn! What it's Sky name? Star, guys. You don't. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the movie, actually. Her name was Razorbeak. She was the greatest of the Predimals. Oh my god! I will hurt you. All right. Moving on to the next question before Enigma gets a chance to say anything else weird. Uh, if bats are the superior pony, how many anons must we suck dry? Wait, hold on. Is who? If bats are the superior pony, how many anons must we suck dry? I, I gotta say, there's like maybe 14,100, 14, something like that. Mm. Is that the 14, number of users on the site? That's a lot of stuck. That's a lot of stuck. Isn't it just. All right. If you could tryst, would it be at midnight? What does tryst mean? Wow. You have a you have a story. You have a story called this that you wrote. Yeah, but he said it wrong. <laughs> it's not pronounced Trist, it's Trist. I'm American, <laughs> so sue me. Uh, uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Why why do you try to hurt me this way? <laughs> why why are you trying to damage me like this? I'm out of my alcohol and you and you come to me with this. Cosmo? Why? What? Literary. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of my biggest stories. And really blew up. Yeah. I think at one point, it was like the number one story on the Fem Fiction website. Oh, I remember when it hit the uh, featured box. Oh, yeah, it was there for a while. It was. Oh, it really I was. was. Gotta love when you explode the box. Mm. Yeah. It's still, like, uh, kind of baffling to me that my most popular story I've ever made is OCs. And it's like, you the rest and me of them, both, dude. <laughs> the rest of them are just sort of, like, about canon characters. Yeah, it is really rare that straightly, you know, just strictly OC characters stay in the featured box. Yeah, but I, I've been... Some uh, leech. Oh, yeah, some leech is uh, super productive mm. for his stories. Oh, yeah, right. Trice the Midnight. That was a that was a fun little story I made, and someone even did an audio audio reading of it. 
which I thought was oh, interesting. Space to the Point Studios or someone else? It's gone off of uh, YouTube now, though. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And someone did do it, because I put it in the uh, description. Gonna... Oh, that kind of I'm just going just, to just, just gonna just send this just to you guys. Just going to put this here, and you guys should go, and you should learn. You should practice on how to pronounce Trist. And it's this little button. This is practice, and it shows you how to move your mouth so you can say it. Or... I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Damn. No, I think I think Google's wrong. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Am I it's wrong? Funny. No, it's the children who are wrong. Damn. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Oh. But speaking of awful, awful things, moving from that, why is Spike the worst and everyone that likes him wrong? Why is Spike the worst? Um, why is everyone wrong? I think it's just because how they used him in the first uh, several seasons. Like, he was mostly just the butt of a joke, or he was, like, off in the corner, like, cleaning or, like, swiping, uh, sweeping up dust. Like, there was there was one episode where he was doing that. Like, he cut in to say something, and, like, Twilight and whoever, like, just stared at him until he walked away. And I was like, <laughs> I don't remember exactly which episode that was, but it, it didn't make me laugh like that. <laughs> it's like they didn't even respond to him; they just stared at him until he left. Oh my god, that's like that's what I mean about like the show. It's just got so many little moments that are just funny. <laughs> but yeah, he just he just did that a lot, where he was uh, he was the cook, and he wouldn't get one one or two lines in, in an episode, or he would complain a lot and fall asleep. It's like, oh, just buy your baby dragon. Like, he's not the worst. He's um, he's okay. He got better as the show went on. I, I don't say. know. I don't know. That little song solo he had. Ugh. Yeah, that the was kind of cringy. The, the first time he was given free time, he, he stopped to smell his feet. Are you talking yeah. about his the first song he ever did or the uh, the national mm. anthem song? No, not no. even that one. I'm talking about that fucking Changeling song that he did. Maybe and whatever it's Changeling can change that song. Oh yeah. yeah, that's um, that's the I mean, only that's... one of his songs I remember because it was so fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, it's from cringe. I've I've never actually cringed harder at the show than when it was the national anthem. I feel everyone had that reaction. Which and... episode was that again? It was upsetting. It was, it was the Winter Games yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. It was the one where they asked him to do the anthem because he was their hero. Oh it, right! It hurt me. It hurt me. I the misguided was fools. Pretty upset. Oh yeah, it was, it was hard to watch because, you know, that kind of scenario. You've seen it before. You know what it's like. It sucks, and God forbid you've even been in that scenario. It's like right. Jesus. It hurts to watch. And they knew what they were doing, and I can respect that, even though I didn't like it. It's like people who try to put their own spin on the anthem. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picture, and I don't like it. all right well on to a happier topic if you could start an interstellar war between any two factions who would they be and why hmm between any two factions i'd have to say what's the the rebellion from the empire the empire from star wars and the bugs Mm -hmm. from starship troopers 
I think that's actually an interesting pair. I would love to watch to see how that would play out. I would I would genuinely enjoy this. I mean, mm-hmm. it was only one. Was it only one planet, or were the bugs spread out in the entire system? Because there, there was, was, there, was multiple, there, there was multiple. There was the bugs at multiple planets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which and... they established on like the other books. Yes. Clondeth. Clondeth, I think it was called. Yeah, and I think it would be really entertaining to see like that kind of uh, a clash between what the uh, Empire is used to dealing with and what they have to deal with now, which are these these hordes of alien bugs that know how to fling meteorites and shoot uh, plasma ball mortars into space. And yeah, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> no, I actually need to watch Starship, uh, Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. You would enjoy it, Rav. It's pretty. It's pretty garbage, and it's the best kind of garbage. It's, I mean, I'm doing my part. It's, it's campy. It's not yeah. garbage. It's I mean, something. I did. I did watch like the first five or ten minutes of it, but the acting turned me off so fast. I'm like, ah, oh, no. come on. Except, except <laughs> that it's, no, no. Except that it's supposed to be bad. I love B movies more than most humans. This is a B movie with a great budget. It's so fun. It is, it and is. I say it's like. It is the hottest of garbage. It is like spice, the added chili peppers, and turned up till it becomes chili garbage. Yeah. It is so much fun. It's I came for the I, I came for the bug fighting. I stayed for the propaganda. The bug fighting <laughs> is great. It holds up. I would say. Like the the special effects are, they were weirdly mediocre then, and they're still weirdly mediocre now. Like they but, somehow held up at that level. Well, that's because they had a mix. They had some uh, real bugs that they made, and they blended it with CGI, which is how you're supposed to do it to make a great product, in my opinion. A lot of people just go full CGI these days, but yeah. you blend uh, it right, it's a lot more convincing. Well, it's like I how they did... You're talking about like how they did the thing where they've got the practical model, and then they use CGI to add in some extra stuff that they either couldn't do or was getting too expensive to do. Yes, that's like the best way to do it. I think Jurassic Park, the original, is the prime example of oh, you're yeah. using animatronics when it makes sense to, and CGI when you can't make use of the animatronics. And it was ba- perfect. Basically, it was the thing that the new thing movie was gonna do, but then didn't do. Mm. Yeah, which is incredibly unfortunate that they gutted all of the practical effects from that movie and just made it uh, silly CGI. It's well, so unsatisfying makes, to watch. That makes no sense to me because, like, practical effects are so much creepier than CGI. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a corporate like thing. It was like, oh, you know, the new trend is CGI, and you guys are using puppets. That's gonna look dated and, and stupid. Oh, Cut yeah, all that no. shit. It's really unfortunate what happens to that film. But we're gonna make our new dark crystal in the in the background. Mm. <laughs> you know what? You know what the young kids love these days? Emojis. Let's make a movie about that. Oh, please don't Wait, remind God. me. Of... What's the next question? Yeah. All right. Jesus. All right. All right. If dick cheese could be blocked and sliced for sandwiches, how much vaginal marinara would we need to spread on our avocado toast to make a fuck trophy? A flushed consolation prize is acceptable too. 2.75 liters. Next question. That's a fucking Yay. lot of vaginas, Uh <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Congratulations. You're ready for Vylon questions. Well, not quite. But not soon. Soon. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You'll find out. <laughs> You'll find out because you have you're a, a wonderful thick skin and are, You have a thick skin and solid mental stability. You'll be fine. Yeah, I've written almost 45 stories. You can say that again. 
I can handle and it. Meet me sitting here who's written over a hundred. Yes, we are totally mentally stable, you and I. We Absolutely. Are. There's there's a cutting off point. I think it's after twenty where it's yeah, like, no. you've got the sauce. <laughs> the sauce. Oh that's great. That's that's marinara. All right, settings up next. Number one, what is your favorite snack, meal, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so fucking good? It's a, it's a really neat one. Um, I want to say Oreo milkshakes. Oh, they are so bad for you, but oh my, yeah, that's, I could just go nuts on those. Now, where are you getting them Name. from? Are we talking like Denny's, like 1,500 calorie milkshakes, or are we talking like the McDonald's ones and shit? Um, I'm talking like Baskin Robbins, like like their quality of milkshake. They oh god, gold medal ribbon Baskin Robbins milkshakes yeah. are one of my favorite things. And there's oh god, there's I'm one left. Try that. Around what here. was that, Cosmo? There's one left around here, but I haven't had oh. a chance to go to Culver's yet and get myself one of those. They have them at Culver's. Well, they Excuse have... me. <laughs> well, they they might. I don't, last time I was there at Culver's, they had a like um, I got a shake with like pieces of check. like brownie and pieces of chocolate cake in it. And I gotta, mm, God, I got to see. It was really bad for me, and I don't have that that often. But oh boy, was it good! My inner uh, you don't want join the chat. <laughs> uh, you don't want to feel your blood slogging through your veins and your heart just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's got to be a treat. You can't make something like that a once a week thing, or, right? No. Well, I mean, a... Culver's does have a peanut butter shake, priest. I know, but th there's something to be said about you need to understand that you have limitations in life and can't have all the peanut butter. Are True. you sure? No, but I need to tell myself that. <laughs> Up next, uh, what is the biggest or weirdest fear you have, Cosmo? Uh, the biggest or weirdest fear. Um, I would say my biggest fear is like losing one of my limbs. I I would hate to have to live life like one or more of my limbs. I'm really, ooh, that gives me the chills. Like when I when you're watching a movie and someone gets a limb chopped off, and they don't die. Like oh Jesus Christ! It just messes you up. Or yeah. spo spoiler for the Empire Fights Back. It's, yeah, you know, and especially like someone like me who's if I lose my right arm, that's it for me creatively. Like I'm I'm done. You know, I'm not gonna be able to train the left arm to do everything the right one could. Got toes. Yeah, I've got toes. What if you got like a cybernetic new right arm that has like pens for finger points? Uh we're like a couple decades off from twenty seventy seven. So we're going to have to... Uh, we're not, on. actually. There are some cybernetic limbs that have been in development for over 10 years, and oh. they're actually very, very good at at some delicate tasks. Oh. Yeah, we're on our way. Can you afford them? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, just... no. They start at, like, 20 grand. Right. Did, did you guys ever see those robot arm mishaps where the shows what happens if a robot arm masturbates and it ripped off the thing? Oh my god. No, that was like I a didn't. college humor fun. gag. Yeah, it sounds silly. I think I need this in my life. You want to watch people's penises get ripped off? <laughs> no, I want to see like a test where it like destroys a dildo. I don't want to see someone have their actual penis ripped <laughs> off. I don't know. 
it's Donald gonna Hader happen. Into it there for a minute. When we get I'm robot just... arms, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to Pornhub and I'm gonna look for dildo destruction and see what happens. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Next question: um, Why is bagged milk the best milk? Um, I don't know. You could milk a bat. I mean, they fly around a lot. Oh, oh, not a bat. Sorry, a bag. Bagged milk. Like milk bagged that milk. is served in a bag. Do you know of Canadians and their bagged yeah, milk? Yeah, that sounds like something a filthy Canadian would say. Do you know what they fucking do with their fucking bagged milk? Do you know how they serve it? Do you know how they serve Do you know how do they serve it? They're the ladles, right? No, no. They take the bag. And they put it in a pitcher. They put it in the pitcher, but just in its in the bag. They just take the, the bag and they put it directly into the pitcher. They don't pour it out. And then they cut a corner off the bag. And they use the pitcher to pour out of the bag and then have a special clip to, like, keep the bag shut. Literally, this is how they pour milk out of their fucking bags. And they have special pitchers just for it. What is this madness? Right, right? It Savages. makes me irrationally angry. Those steps for a little bit of fluid. Yeah, like just just put it just put it in the pitcher. Fucking okay. I too love my cow juice bagged. <laughs> okay, that's they not also, how I take my mood juice. They also have little tiny bags that they get at like schools that you can puncture with a straw and drink out of. I just Canadian milk. I can't understand it. I know. Oh, I came up with a not with a bad analogy. Oh no! I'm scared <sighs> they can't ask. get it from the teach, so they put it in a different bag. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. What is your one annoying habit? So something other people do that drive you up the wall, or something you do that drives people crazy? Um, I t I can hum without thinking it. I'll just start humming something. And I won't even realize I'm doing it. And if I'm getting too loud, and they're like, all right, uh, can you, Cosmo, can you stop humming, please? It's like, oh, sorry, my bad. Was, you listen to a lot of music, and you get some, like an earworm like, in your head. And just like, you're not even thinking about you doing it, but you're doing it. Yeah, I do that with like tapping and stuff, and it drives people up the wall. All right, up next. Cosmo. <laughs> what is the theme song for your sex life? <laughs> oh, I mean, I've got a whole playlist. Oh, but, God. Um, okay, let's go. What you got? I guess the number one song, though, is uh, by Oasis called Fucking in the Bushes. And oh, my God. What that's what I got. I thought, I thought you were going to say Wonderwall, and I was sitting here being like, how fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderwall. No. But yeah, uh, Fucking in the Bushes is a great song to box to or to fuck to. It's great. I love it. You can do both. Uh, do you watch Please anime do by at chance? Once. Please don't do both at once. <laughs> uh, some like it a little rough. A little, you know, if you're, if you're boxing somebody while you're fucking <laughs> them, it's probably not a good idea. <clears throat> anime, you say? Yes, <laughs> I'm not really one for anime specifically, but there are animes that I've watched in the past. I would say maybe less than 12. And the best anime of all time is definitely Bacano. 
which Bacano? is Bacano, sure. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Bacano. So you mean Bacuno and then Pikachu. Fucking stop, you worthless sack of air. Okay, sorry, that was a little mean. Even though. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You're right. You're but right. I have seen Bakano. Bakano is pretty good. I love that anime. It's. Uh, what, what was the name of the train again? The Flying Pussyfoot? The Flying Pussyfoot. Every time they said it, I was, I was having myself a laugh. <laughs> He's on board the Flying Pussyfoot. <laughs> you know, I've seen about half of that anime, and I don't remember it all that well. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. It's. I would absolutely heartily recommend anyone who's listening to this to check out Bacano. Bacano. It's uh, twenty episodes, uh, completed story, start to finish. Great voice cast. I think it actually won an award for its voice cast uh, in English, and I've only ever watched it dubbed because it's so like enjoyable. They also have what you should aim for with relationships with Muriel and what was the name of the guy again? Uh, it was Mu- the the couple Muriel yeah. and. I don't remember the name of the guy. I watched Win- Courage the Cowardly Dog. Winfrey or something? No. It was Winston, I don't remember either. Winston but from Overwatch. They were what a pair. Every time they were on screen, they were just so enthusiastic. And they, they were they were Jesse and James if they were married. Yes. And they would commit crimes all the time and have a good laugh about it. It's like, yeah, we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go knock over this building. Take all their money and leave, and then they just be dressed ridiculous at the same time. They're just fun, just good anime. Ten out of ten anime, best anime ever made. End of discussion. Go watch it. <laughs> Perfect. Last but not least, uh, from uh, from Setton's questions, how big is your porn stash? Now, answer honestly, so that our local porn mogul Milk can judge you. Fucking porn mogul. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? (laughs) No. Uh, I've got to sort out my folders. Because I wouldn't say half the stuff I use is like, uh, it's reference material now. Or just, um, what I need. No, actually, you start passing a point where all the stuff that used to interest you is now better as reference material for your art. See, probably. You, do you want like uh, I guess gigabytes? Yes, gigabytes. Gigabytes. <laughs> gigabytes. Let's go with gigabytes. Right. Right. Okay, Twenty-one okay. gigawatts. It's okay. It's okay. How many gigabytes is it? <laughs> See, one point sixty-seven terabytes. Wait, oh, no. no shit. No, that's just that's just the uh, capacity size of my drive. Sorry, it's uh, not filled up all that way. <laughs> See. How much do I got here? Uh, 30.7 gigabytes. Milk, what is the verdict? That's 10 years worth. My hard drive never failed. Yay. Lucky. Yeah, you need, you need to knock on some wood like Pronto, my dude. Oh, shit. Or get, get, a, get a hard drive for that backup. Oh, I've already got two backups. I'm good. There you go. And uh, I haven't invested in the cloud yet. I don't really know. I want all that shit in the cloud. Who knows what the uh, the cloud surfers would say if they saw that. <laughs> Final post out in the thread. 
We got questions from Latrius uh, or Latreus. I've I've always messed it up. Number one, would you hug an original changeling? Yeah, I'd give them a hug. No, they need some love too. They that's literally how they survive. I think they survive in uh, other nefarious ways. Um, I'm not so sure love. about hugging. They need love. Oh yeah, but you can give a hug a gunpoint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would an orgy be considered an all-you-can-eat buffet to them? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It'd be like I, it'd probably be like soaking in a hot tub, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. No. Uh, I like to think of a scenario where Ocellus keeps getting a bit chubby because Smolder just loves her too damn much, and she has to eat all the lo- love out of, or else be rude. I didn't know you had a chubby fetish, Enigma. Oh boy. This wasn't a fetish, it was just a story idea. It's too late now. We know. It's okay. We accept you. Sort of. We know as much as we accepted you before. As much as we accepted you before. (laughs) Okay, maybe a little more. All right. Would you hug a bat pony? Absolutely. Would you fuck a bat pony? Absolutely. Yay! Uh, how about Ocellus? Would you hug Ocellus? Um, has she been turned into a bad pony? She can be. That That's kind of her whole shtick. Perfect. Evan, absolutely. Yay! Would you hug a properly aged Ocellus? Uh, you mean like... Sexual hugging. Like when she's been... Like in the finale? Like the way she looked there? Yeah, like she is adult. Yeah, she looked a great deal pointier in that uh, finale, from what I remember. I bet she made you a great deal pointier, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And last but not so least. That rich Evan, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, would you marry Rainbow Dash? Uh, yeah, sure. I think yeah. that'd be fun. Be I don't fun. think she'd, uh, I don't think she'd be like down for that, but yeah, it'd be fun. Maybe you got out of vagina just for her. She'd probably just want to go back to apples, for all I know. She, she'd be like, you want to put your race car bed next to my race car bed? Hell yeah. Hashtag polyamory. All right, that's it. That is our mm-hmm. thread, which means, last time, but not least, it. it is the time. Do it. Do the thing. All right. Let me get. I have. I have the uh, my itinerary up. Let me take a quick glance and pick one before we begin. Um, Cosmo, we have a person who occasionally comes and asks us questions. Um, their name is Vylon. Vylon asks very distressing, long-winded role-play style questions, and none of them are okay. I see. You so we are going to ask you some of these not okay questions. Yeah. ERP with us. Okay. So, uh, are you ready for some really horrifying lewd? No way, but go ahead. Excellent, then. <clears throat> it's time for questions with Cylon! <laughs> now then. Let's begin with probably one of the great classics. You are a rapist, and you have cornered Fluttershy into an alleyway. She cowers before you, ears down, eyes brimming with tears, four legs tucked onto her chest and a bruise on her side, where you batted her out of the air with a pole when she tried to fly. 
You hear her weakly mumble a repeated apology through sobs, but you ignore that. Pray, don't talk. She squeaks in fright when you grab her with muscular arms and starts whimpering in tears as you glare at her in your grasp. You think that's real cute. You yank her tail out of the way and violently thrust into her. She screams, please don't rape me. You can't help but smug. You can't scrub the smug smirk off your face. Wahaha, you roar in laughter. Too bad I already did. Well, wait. Is it in already? Fluttershy stops crying and looks at you incredulously. She wiggles herself further onto your crotch. You feel all the feels. Will you fist fuck her to show your dominance or run away in shame and embarrassment? Um, no. Just no. no just, just the answer, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well. Fucking Chad. <laughs> you're on the bar cast. Killing yourself is always an option. In these, please don't actually kill yourself. Um, so if you would like, you may also have that as an option. I would kill myself. There you go. You should have just stuck with your answer. No, refuses to elaborate, <laughs> leaves. Uh, I mean, she gave well, me an out. So do, 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 you feel, do you feel warmed up? Do you feel ready for another? Does only get better from here? Well, I'm, I'm oh, going to try debatably. to find some ones that are uh, a little more catered to your specific tastes. Yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> you are a necrophile and you are fucking treacherous. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. Are you okay? It's just the premise. The already the premise is amazing. Right. Oh um, yeah. I'll try again cuz I definitely broke my broke voice. <clears throat> you are a necrophile. And you are fucking the freshly deceased corpses of your family when Rainbow Dash comes over and begs you to share your father's corpse with her so that you can punch the gut of your father and make the corpse explode its decomposing juices inside her. Will you let your dead father come inside Rainbow Dash or will you kill her and add her corpse to your fetish collection? Hmm. I'm going to pop open another bottle and just start drinking. Killing yourself is always an option. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself with booze. I think yeah. that is fair. That is very fair. Literally. Serose me, daddy. Serose me, daddy? <laughs> That's a big I one. hate you! That's great. All right, I think we probably have time for at least one more if you can handle it. Uh, I mean, we got rave, we got necrophilia. Like, what could be worse than both of them? Oh, yeah, let, let's, let's, oh, complete no. the, let's complete the box set, shall we? I don't think I should do them. I, I'm going the... to ask the barcasters if they think we should do one of the other ones. Well, with the, with that does not narrow it down in any way whatsoever. I, I, I like the bus. I like the bus one. The bus, the bus one? Oh, like actually, the bus one's not that bad, and I think this is the right person to ask the bus one. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me go get that one. Okay. You are on a bus, and the seat next to you is free. A nine out of ten hot girl wearing a miniskirt steps in and sits down next to you. Her arm gently rubs against your shoulder as the bus drives on a bumpy road. She notices you getting uncomfortable and looks into your eyes. She smiles. She lays her hands on her thighs, still smiling at you, but looking forward. Her miniskirt slips up slightly. You try not to get a boner. She gets the boner. Will you tap that or drop that? Uh, yeah, let's tap that. 
Just that. All right. Because as we said earlier, as we said earlier, uh, traps aren't gay. So, all right. That that's that's one of the more gentle ones, but I do I am fond of that one actually. Yeah, I like uh, the setup for it. It's pretty funny. It's like you get a boner, yeah. so does she. He gets a boner. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, we're not doing the one about Enigma and his niece. That's not one we're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? You <laughs> forgot about that about one. That. Um. There's there's a lot of ones involving like children and babies. <laughs> Um, oh my god is this yeah. something that you have like a roulette wheel for and you just I do spin absolutely, it absolutely i do absolutely have like this um we're not doing fan coon involving drinking your semen um <laughs> oh we have some um oh god <laughs> that's always we a have, good sound we have the would you rather section which i haven't done in a long time because none of them are good so mm. all right would you like some would you rather yeah, let's do some would you rather's. All right. Would you rather have thought fly maggots in your testicles or a tapeworm in your eyeballs? Uh, tapeworm. Would you rather take horse cock through your nostrils or feel a steel brush through your pee hole? Um, nostrils. Would you rather sniff your uncle's finger or a toddler's armpit? Um... Yeah, probably the finger. It's probably not that bad. Man always washes his hands. Would you rather suck on your grandmother's eyeball or have a dozen naked horny raccoons humping your body? Raccoons. For sure. I could make a pretty good Sly Cooper joke out of that. Jesus Christ. Sly Coomer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. This, this guy's on it. <laughs> Like Coomer and the schemiest raccoonist? Yeah. Hank. Sometimes, whilst you, whilst you pee, you get a sneezing spree. When you sneeze, pee forcibly first bursts forth from your pee hole, and the feeling is as unpleasant as stopping yourself from sneezing. Would you rather sneeze and stretch your pee hole, or pee properly and deal with the itch of a stopped sneeze? Uh, I'd pee properly, I think. I could probably deal with the stopped sneeze feeling. Well, these sound like really awful split the room props from uh, the Jackass. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose we'll end with a very simple, very not vile one. <laughs> All right. Would you rather kill Cadence or the baby? Uh, probably the baby. I I I'm very inclined to agree with you. I've Babies are annoying. Right? Yeah. And if you miss him, you can just make another one. Yeah, Is exactly. True. She's she's still technically a milf. <laughs> I'm fucking mom. The kids call you a milf at school. What's that? A, pr mm -hmm. a proper a proper fact, my child. <laughs> Man, I love frogs. Uh. Anyway, so that has been questions with Vylon. How are you feeling after that? Oh, I could feel like I can go for another round. Oh, you want one oh. more? You want one more? <laughs> All right, motherfucker. Will you get one more? <laughs> All right, I'm rolling up my sleeves. This, this, this is a, this is a classic. This is a classic. I uh, rarely do this one, but this is in fact a classic. You are a rapist, and you have the brilliant idea of supergluing razor blades to your dick for inflicting maximum suffering to your victim. The additional benefits look great, 
Blood is a great lube for unwilling sex objects. It's not, trust me. Anguished screams make you feel like you have a dick that's extra thick. Internal bleeding saves you the effort of killing your victim, and it gives you a new mean, meaning for ravaging her. She's forcefully thrust into your current victim, and she violently seizes her muscles contracting hard on your bladed pee-pee stick. The lack of screams is disappointing, but the choking sounds and the look on her face is amazing. So amazing, in fact, that you quickly pull out for another thrust in excitement. Unfortunately for you, your razor blades are too embedded in her clamped walls, and <laughs> they are ripped off with your sudden withdrawal. Along with your skin, you now have a skinless sausage. Will you take advantage of your extra-sensitive meat shaft and pound away for the best and last night of your life? Or leave to stop the bleeding and weep for your new wiener without a jacket? Who writes this shit? What the fuck am I listening to? I fucking hate this one! Vylon is a national treasure. She is a national treasure and she deserves to be protected. God bless Vylon. I mean, I guess I'm going to go for three in a row for killing myself. This is just, uh, it's a new record for me. Congratulations, you've made the right decision. <laughs> oh my god. So now, after questions we... with Vylon, how are you feeling? Alright, can we get a, a mod for Split the Room with these questions? I think these would be a lot more fun. <laughs> Just violent questions. Just violent questions. Oh, well, here. I'll save everybody the trouble. Literary, literary, literary. Yay! Thank you. Do you think it's a drop lesson here? Yeah. And that is all the questions we have for you today, so I'll turn this over to Priest. Cosmo, I can't thank you enough for enduring our bullshit. <laughs> oh, thanks for inviting me for it. It was a pretty good time. I wasn't... Uh, I'm was kind of unfamiliar with a, being a, on a podcast, so this is my first time uh, checking one out you as a guest. You were a We were yeah. your first time? Yeah. Well, we're happy to pop your cherry. I couldn't believe how many guys there were, but... <laughs> <laughs> we get that a lot. Um, Milk, who do we have next week? Or what are we doing next week? Oh, Good face yeah. All right, we're reading bad fanfics next week. Come join us as as we read stories to a crowd that for some reason likes us. Um, and uh, before we go, um, what happens, priest, if there are no questions asked here, or we want to know that that there are questions that weren't asked here, or we want to know more about how to find Cosmos stuff, or you know right, what's going right. on in the pipeline. So someone catches up and uh, sees your stuff and is like, oh, crap, I wish I was able to submit something for this thread. Um, how can they send you a message or get in contact with you, Cosmo? They can contact me on my uh, Film Fiction page. It is uh, usually the one that I check most reliably. Uh, it's going to be uh, filmfiction.net. user is Cosmonaut, one word. And I guess on my Twitter... Is uh, I don't really check it that often, but I do have one. It's twitter.com slash cosmernaut. It's a C O S M E R N A U T, is what I use. So, I you're saying, so you're saying I shouldn't go to slash MLT and just like type to anonymous, and I'm sure that one of them will be you? 
Uh, no, that's not super reliable. Like fan fiction is the one that I check the most often, like most regularly, like, like at least once a week, maybe twice a week, which is sort of how I missed last week because I, I checked on like a Thursday. Uh, I believe. Uh, no worries, no worries. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you ever wanted to reach out to me, um, that's where you can more or less get a hold of me. And I'll say, what do you got in the pipeline? What's coming up? What what should we be excited about? Oh, well, I'm finishing up the uh, the current story that I have uh, going on. The um, Scootaloo springs up. And I have another story in the pipeline that's actually completed. I just have to go over it and... Uh, edit some things and change some parts. Uh, and then that'll be done. Uh, that'll be story number 45, which Ooh. may or may not be my last one. I don't know yet. Ooh, we shall drama. see. Yeah, because I, I did want to get more of a focus on drawing uh, in general, although I do still like writing. If I ever get the urge or the, the notion to write something out, maybe after this, but this was my last big idea. Well, I hope it goes well, and whatever your future endeavors are, I hope that they are fruitful and fun. All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Of course. Uh, Without further ado, um, our highest bit donator was... Cyberdrake777, followed by Shakespeare Cleese. And we raised over $50 for horses today. So thank you, everyone. Woo! Woo! Thank you, everyone, for watching this edition of the Bar Cash. Your bartenders for this evening were a non-pencil. I said pee hole a lot today. Enigmatic <laughs> otaku. Some pee hole is on the side, please. Clamming Warper. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Milk. Ravage. No razor blades for me, thanks. Our absolutely amazing guest, Cosmonaut. Hey, thanks again, guys. My name's Flutter Priest. See ya at Everclear Northwest. <laughs> <Bye>. Yes. <laughs> okay.